Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. And so it's so great to have you here. So I always love when I have that initial connection with a guest. And I love it when it's magical and it's magnetic. And I always see something or feel something special about that person. And that is what happened for me with who I have as a guest today. Her name is Victoria Peltier. And welcome to the show, Victoria. How are you, magic person? (laughs) Hi, Jerry. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. And just as quickly, everyone, I she's in uh, she and her husband are in Miami Beach, and she's from Canada, and they love wine tours and all this kind of stuff. So she's magical. That's why I'm saying it. But Victoria, if you don't mind, please tell everyone about your company and exactly what you do. So I um I, I do a couple of things. So I am a lifelong B two B corporate executive, usually for corporate um a Fortune five hundred companies, but I've also built and bought businesses and always had the proverbial side hustle. The <laughs> current one is a business I have doing um, keynote speaking. So I'm a been a professional public speaker for the last 10 years, although speaking for 20, I'm an author and I do on a very limited basis, usually by referral only executive and personal brand coaching. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So where do you like to speak? What type of events? I speak at a variety of events, everything from um, talking about women's advancement, diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership, culture, uh, and so, and overcoming adversity and being extremely resilient. So with that, that can have me in front of, you know, women, audiences of, um, that are focused on DE&I, diversity, equity, inclusion, women, underrepresented minorities. It can be sales kickoffs, sort of motivating people to move forward, or it can be people at sort of, you know, entry level or mid-level careers. They're looking to focus on their career advancement and some of the skills and tips to, to achieve some of the success they, they would desire. I love that. So when you kind of look at your work, and that's amazing what you're doing and helping these women. What's the biggest problem that you're solving for them? What do you see as what's really kind of driving them a little crazy and someone like you can come in with your coaching? I, I see uh, it falling into a few different er- areas, Jerry. And so that can be one is the, I think women are exceptionally hard on themselves. Yeah. And there's some data to support that in that um, looking to apply for a job, whether within their company or externally, women typically will not apply for that job unless they believe they meet nine or 10 out of the 10 requisite requirements that are listed. Whereas men apply with only six Mm. on average. And so that, that, that has a lot to do with confidence and understanding their value and asking for what they want, uh, what, 
they've earned, quite frankly. So that'd be one part of it. The second part related to that, for those who've chosen um, to be mothers, that notion of how do I fit it all in? How do I do it? How do I advance to that next level in my career with the hours and expectations that it's going to take yeah. and be able to fit it all in? I personally hate that question when people ask, how do I do it all? Mm -hmm. For me, it's just all life. So having some conversations over how to prioritize and manage the, those multitude of facets and then other elements would just be around. So I, I'm a big advocate for developing your personal brand very early in your career and not just to set it and forget it. It's not about your LinkedIn profile, your job title and the company you work for so yeah. much more than that. So those are some of the areas I, I probably spend the most time with women talking about. Yeah. And these are corporate women, right? Yes. Yeah. Some are corporate, some are entrepreneurs as well. I've seen that uh, particularly over the last couple of years with the pandemic, many people have decided not just women to exit and go their own path. They've yeah. decided that they want to build their own businesses. So what really bugs you when you look at your target audience with these women, be they corporate or entrepreneur, are they, are they getting bad advice, bad Intel? Like what do you see that's kind of maybe taking them down the wrong path? I think, um, well, I think the needle, quite frankly, hasn't moved far enough. And this isn't, doesn't rest on the shoulders of women alone, right? So there, you look at the Fortune 500 companies, we only just hit double digits. 10% of CEOs are women. Uh -huh. uh, sadly, only six of them are are African-Americans, yeah. um, people of color, which is, is, is quite sad. So the reality is the data is there that shows that the... Um, male allies or others in positions of privilege need to be doing much more to mentor and, and, and sponsor these women. And as women, we need to be asking for that support. So yeah. I think that, you know, that is, you know, one of the biggest challenges they have. And the other, I find a lot of women hold, hold themselves back. And so I can be a bit controversial in some of my conversations. I have this, one of the hashtags I sign off a lot of my social media is no excuses. <laughs> so for, for me, I have this saying where there's conviction, there's capacity. So don't tell me you don't have time, right? You make choices, you are disciplined, you say no to things, you outsource or you delegate. So what are they wasting their time and money on? Because when, when I think about the corporate market, let's stick with that one for a second. They've got all types of training and development opportunities. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, what's, what do they seem to be missing in terms of that kind of development for their own issues? I think there's exceptionally, exceptionally talented women. So it's a little less to do with their own, what I'll call more the functional skills, their ability to deliver. I think a lot comes with what I've talked around confidence, uh, you know, having a strong voice at the table. Yeah. But the reality is, I believe it's the allies around them who have to do more. I believe it's organizations who need to build stronger pipelines and succession plans, recognizing the diverse talent they have, not just women talking yeah. about underrepresented minorities, period in yeah. the workplace yeah. and matching their performance with their potential and where they sit on the diversity matrix and doing much more to pull people up that have potential. And as leaders, we need to invest our time to bridge any gaps there might be from a skill perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you doing very well in the corporate arena. You have that corporate persona and you speak corporate in a way and you're very, um, from, from a branding standpoint, you have a presence about you. So I could see that being a sweet spot for you in terms of the corporate arena, in terms of helping these women 
sort of uh, overcome these hurdles. So tell us what your story is. I mean, did you, when you worked in corporate, did you have to overcome a lot of these hurdles yourself in terms of advancement or did you hit the ceiling, as they say, the the invisible glass ceiling? Tell us about your story. M mine's a bit unique. And so I think Part of the reason I'm often asked to speak on these stages is to tell my journey because I achieved success at a very early age, quite frankly, uh -huh. Jerry. So I my my youth is actually what in my my lived experience is what drives me forward. I'm determined to be better than the biology or circumstances I was raised in. So that it drives me exceptional work ethic. Started working at 11. Mm. And um, I, you know, the desire to be a lawyer, actually, but I worked for a bank while I was in, in college and in university and loved the business world. And I got promoted really quickly. After six years and I, I at working for a bank, I got recruited to be the chief operating officer for an outsourcing company because they needed experience in financial services, running contact centers. So I became the COO of a large privately held company at age 24. So I, I, you know, achieved at a very early age, Whoa. but I have experienced a lot of what women experience today. So first of all, in that role, I had total imposter syndrome. It was a stretch role for me. I had many skills, but there were, there were gaps. Uh, I was able to, with confidence and my ability to articulate how I'd bridge those gaps with team members and others around me succeed but I felt like an imposter. So I showed up in a very different way in the, in the work world. The confident woman you see in front of you now was not always, mm. I'm not a believer in fake it till you make it except with confidence and <laughs> confidence is often perceived and translated to competence, which isn't always the case. Now I was competent, um, but my confidence helped me get there. I also, in that role, I was the only woman around the table and I was the youngest by at least two decades. And mm. so you, you know, many women are experiencing that imposter syndrome, the not feeling like they, they have, whether it's enough experience or some don't have the confidence to speak up in, in those meetings. And, you know, since then I've sat in other rooms, even recently, a number of years ago with a former employer, I was leading a very large scale um, strategy plan for the next year. And I walked into a room and it was myself, one other woman and 40 men. <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so there's, there's still a need to do much more. And so again, you know, women are going to face, uh, I, I don't, I don't know so much that it's the, it's the glass ceiling, uh, but rather the challenges that come with people who still look to bring in others that look like them or have the same or similar experience. So were them. there any people of color in that room? Dare I ask? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, a few from South Asia. Oh, my heavens. Oh, geez. That's it. That's it. I know. I know. It's sad. So that that's actually big. You'll hear me talk a lot about that. I'm so passionate around and the advocacy I do around creating greater diversity in workplaces and communities, period. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the hurdle? Because I'm curious from your perspective, because this has obviously been a conversation that's been going on for decades in terms of people of color and other quote unquote minorities not being being able to to rise to corporate ranks. I myself, as a person of color, African-American, as a black man who worked in corporate, I was with Procter & Gamble, blah, 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 blah. But I'm interested to hear what your perspectives are on that in terms of why aren't they getting the opportunities and the advancements, which of course can include the women as well. But what are your thoughts? I think a lot has to do with, you know, the, the adage that's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. That's still mm. very much the case in business yeah. or for 
you know, looking to get on boards. And a lot of people tend to hang around with people that are from similar backgrounds. Mm. And so it's the need to break out of that mindset yeah. and recognize the, um, you know, the, the significant benefits that can be gained by hiring um, people with very different, yeah. I'll say lived experience and, and ex diversity means many things. It's not just black and white. It's not just male, female, it's not just sexuality or religion. It's, you know, the different types of functional experience you've had within a corporation. Mm. Have you worked around the world? It's all those kinds of things. And so that's what needs to change. And I, I use a phrase often where I talk about strategic intentionality. Oh. So we need to be not only strategic, but intentional about how we're doing this. And I hate where people say, oh, well, then it's, it's, not, it's just affirmative action and they don't qualify and they don't have skills. I'm like, stop. I do not buy. I do mm. not buy that. Mm. You are not looking in the right places for the right talent. Huh. So, all right. So for these women, are they C-level, middle management? Are they in certain industries, manufacturing, retail service, blah, blah, blah? Who's your target audience? Oh, it's, it's everyone and everywhere, quite frankly, different challenges exist when you're, you know, earlier to mid-level in your career, uh -huh. should you choose to have aspirations to um, advance up, up up the proverbial ladder, you know, then there's, there's a talk track and some coaching and advice I might give on how to navigate that, how to ask for the development in your skills yourself for the different types of roles. Okay. At the C-suite, it can be very much around, there is a massive disparity in pay. So the World Economic Forum did a, um, a study in the, um, just this past year around the, the gender pay gap. Yeah. In North America, it's going to take 60, six, zero years to, to close that. In other parts of the world, it's well over 100 years. Oh my and God. so in many cases, it's providing the data to ensure women understand how others or their peers, their male peers are being paid and how do they negotiate for that? Mm -hmm. And then depending on if I'm speaking to a particular sector. So I've spent a lot of years in financial services mm -hmm. and there's been many who are trying to bridge the gap. But I will tell you that meeting I walked into was a financial services led conversation. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Two women and 40, 40 men, you know, to in technology, I work for IBM, uh, I currently work for Accenture where we have a large tech oh. presence as well. And so you'll see, you know, challenges there to, you know, looking at um, in some of the trades, quite, you hmm. know, quite. Frankly. And so, you know, there's, there's nuances and differences. Ultimately, I think there's a lot that flows throughout all of them. Uh, and it's about, again, knowing, knowing the audience and then what's going to be relevant to them and ultimately their goals and objectives as well. I love it. I love it. Now I'm sure you've got a ton of success stories of people you've worked with, women you've made a difference with and had a huge impact. Is there one particular client success story that you are uh, really proud of that you can share with us? Um, well, it's, it's not necessarily for a woman. Actually, one of the more recent ones um, is actually uh, while I work for IBM, okay. um, it was a black man on my team. Hmm. And um, he... I met him at a conference. It was pre-COVID. I remember that and walking in, you, you sometimes you, you said to your audience, you met me and there was sort of a connection. I met this man and I knew there was something special about mm. him. And he led a team of only women, all of whom came to me to say, what a phenomenal leader he's been for them and helping them advance in their career. Mm. And he was not yet an executive. I made it my mission to make him move to the, the partner, the executive level at that firm. And now 
I'm, I'm not saying I alone got him there, but I was his sponsor in doing that. And I put him at the table for, you know, reverse mentoring sessions post George Floyd, actually, you know, he did a lot within our organization to help teach people. And so it was that even I ended up leaving IBM to come to Accenture right in the final stages of that. And I recorded a video that he could then use to, um, the, um, committee, um, and he's now a partner, uh, there. And, um, and so he's, he's an amazing human being period. Um, and he, he earned that, but that's where I think people in a position of leadership or privilege need to step up. And I've done that a number of times for women as well. I probably spent, because I spent a lot of time engaged with women and women's executive networks and working for, with female founders, there's a lot of those examples, but this is one of my more recent ones that um, just touches me. And so I still stay, stay close to him and regularly text and engage with him. Oh, well, that's great. And congratulations and good for you for doing that. So now if there are people out there who are tuning in and they want to learn more about you, get in touch with you because they love everything they're hearing. What are your socials? What's your website? How can people find out about you? Well, I have been very focused on personal brand for a long time. So I'm happy to say if you Google me, I'm like the majority of the first many, many pages on Google. But the best way to branch out and take you everywhere is a website that I have, which is victoria-peltier.com, which is P-E-L-L-E-T-I-E-R. Or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. My youngest will tell me I'm not hip and cool because I'm not really on TikTok and Snapchat, but all the other platforms, you'll find me. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners and viewers? Well, the one thing I would say to everyone who's here is I believe you are, you know, you are the CEO of Brand You, taking charge of your control. My two mottos are around no excuses and the other one's being unstoppable. So I think everyone can be their unstoppable selves, whatever that means to them and just go for it. I love it. Well, listen, thanks again for being here and thanks everyone for tuning in. And again, you know how to get a hold of Victoria, check her out and see how she can help you get that massive momentum, unstoppable momentum to climb that ladder and achieve your dreams and goals. And so until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist signing off. Take care. All right. Woohoo. That was great. Thank you. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you, are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more and you would like to be a guest on this program. I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, 
tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Brand Ford Leadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.